Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, Porsche's Boxster ZV is incoming. Dacia electrifies the Sandero and a Tesla critic saves some roadsters. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you what we know about the Model 3 performance slash plaid slash ludicrous, whatever it's called. Well, good morning, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Saturday 2nd of March. I'm Martin Lee. And I go through every EV story, every day. So you don't have to. Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. Now, we'll start with some new pictures coming out today of the Model 3 with a ludicrous badge on the back. Or is it the plaid badge? Either way, it's more than a performance. A camouflage Tesla Model 3 performance scene being towed in the United States, underlining the growing anticipation for an imminent release. Had a camo wrap on... But it did hint at the upcoming enhancements, and a version in Spain was seen this week with a ludicrous badge, with a new front splitter, with a new seats inside, a new spoiler on the back. There's been several other sightings across the US, in Santa Monica, California. Uh, Tesla's exec team, including the head of investor relations, Martin Vieca, getting a bit more freedom now that Elon Musk has decamped off to, te- to Twitter and is less kind of involved in communicating via social media, has, I think, given the lieutenants there a bit more uh, leeway to go online, and I'm loving it. And so more voices from senior leadership members at Tesla are allowed to go online and comment on things, which they weren't previously. It was only ever Mr. Musk. Um, He confirmed that the development of the Model 3 performance was coming along following previous teasers in their parts catalogue and European documents. And so what it's going to be called, performance, plaid, ludicrous, what they settle on eventually, maybe they haven't decided, then I don't think it'll be performance. I think they're going to go for a step up. Now, the so-called Highland refresh, of course, meant that the Model 3 and the Model 3 long range were the only ones, are the only ones you can currently buy. Performance is off sale. So... You can get a Model Y performance, but not the so-called Highland refresh Model 3 performance. So we'll wait and see when that goes on sale. And which country gets it first? Now, this next story has been blowing the minds of Tesla fans on social media today. The ones, not the majority of us, but the the fringe, the 1% of Tesla fans who who particularly hate this next person uh, because Elon Musk hates him, so therefore they just get told what to think. So they hate him, but it turns out he loves Tesla and has rescued some cars for the future of, of all of us to enjoy. And these people online don't know what to make of this story. And it's funny. And there's a chap called Dan O'Dowd, and he's a very vocal critic of full self-driving. And he it turns out, is the new owner of these famous three Tesla Roadsters, plus one for parts, that have been sitting in China for the last 10-plus years. So if you don't know the story, these vehicles were shipped to China, and I think it's two red ones, two of the orange ones, and sat in a shipping container uh, because the, the importing company either went bust or didn't pay their bills, and they just sat there in the in the container and i think the battery disconnect was off it normally was for shipping those early roadsters around the world and so the batteries won't have any had any drain on them and so they might be recoverable we don't know and so um the the keeper of the keys passed away Uh, they lost the keys someone had new keys cut and they found these three roadsters intact zero miles well you know factory miles and and another one for parts and and it went to a, a, a bid, 
and they wanted $2 million and no one, and, and somebody bid, but they got pulled out. And there was a real uncertainty over these. Now, I said at the time, and I'll stand by this, Tesla should have stepped in and bought them. And I know that's not the Tesla way or the Tesla style to to do things like this because they 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 you know they dance to their own tune. But I would love to have them to come and gone. Hey, it's amazing that someone's found three mint, never used roadsters, the vehicles that kicked off this company. We'll buy them, whatever the cost, and we'll put them in the reception of Giga Berlin and Shanghai and and Texas or Fremont or whatever. And when visitors come and and we'll you know hang them from the ceiling or put them on display like a museum, and and celebrate those vehicles. But that's not the Tesla way, is it? Tesla's always looking forward, moving forward, the next thing, innovation, forget the past, move forward. And uh, they, they, would, they, they wouldn't have, that's not their style, is it? It's a shame. I, you know, I think that, that would have been so cool. Now, why this is controversial is because Dan O'Dowd is himself uh, someone who is very wealthy. He is the CEO of Green Hills Software. They develop operating systems for high-profile clients like Lockheed Martin and military jets. And he is also, he he spearheads something called the Dawn Project. Now, that is a consumer advocacy group that tries to warn people on the potential dangers of full self-driving and that it's not finished, it's not ready. They run adverts in the Super Bowl. They regularly run commercials about how this cannot be trusted with your life. And of course, the hardcore Tesla fans hate him. Elon Musk hates him. And he's been given a, ce- a cease and desist from Tesla. But no, it carries on. This is he wants people to know um, this is not self-driving. And what's blowing people's minds, it turns out he's an enormous Tesla fan. And he just cares and he wants it to be right. He doesn't want to take down Tesla. He wants people to understand FSD and full self-driving and autopilot, what it can and can't do. And to not be sold up the river with, hey, these cars are going to cro- you drive yourself across, a, you know, drive themselves across America and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And so it turns out he owns loads of Teslas. He loves them. He's a really big fan. He has eight in his garage at home, including uh, the recently rescued Roadsters, which he bought. And he didn't want to go. He didn't want to see them go anywhere else. He loves these vehicles. He loves Teslas. And um, he is going to uh, consider either getting them into museums or places where the rest of us can see these amazing vehicles, like I say, which started the story and incredible, really. Um, he paid $800,000 in the end for them, uh, by the way. And so uh, I, I, I didn't know that he was a big, te- I thought he hated Tesla. <laughs> you know, I don't like, I don't get involved in the online wars and stuff, but I'm like, ah, oh, this guy seems to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he does, but from a position of, I own these vehicles. I want you to know it's good for some stuff and it, don't, it won't drive itself. And uh, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to see that conversation play out today. Right, let's carry on and talk about Neo expanding their driving aid systems called NOP plus navigate on pilot plus um, for widespread use across China. It's a significant investment in their assisted driving capabilities announced by NEO's head of smart driving products today. Uh, NEO uh, NOP plus will function on almost every road throughout China, except for restricted areas. And the feature will be known as unlimited mode within the NEO app. And it's a major leap in uh, NEO's autonomous driving technology. Now, at the minute, it will work on about half, well, 650,000 kilometers of Chinese roads. That doubled since about three months ago. And uh, NEO credits the expansion of their ADAS system, their, their, their version of full self-driving 
to what it terms group intelligence, a strategy that has seen the feature extend to over 83% of main roads in the country and achieving um, yeah, more coverage. Now, this announcement comes shortly after Xpeng, as I said yesterday on the podcast, did a similar thing with their, effectively, their radar LiDAR camera system. Now, Hyundai are in the news because Hyundai is going to rename their upcoming three-row crossover from the Arnic 7 to the Arnic 9, according to sources, talking to Automotive News publication. The Arnic 9 was inspired by the 7 concept, unveiled in Los Angeles in 2021 at the Motor Show there. The move would align it, I suppose, with Kia's EV9 and Hyundai's Ionic 9 as the top-of-the-range, big-battery, three-row people mover on the EGMP platform, but there's no official reason, there's no official statement on this, but there's no no other reason that I could think that you wouldn't call it the Arnic 7 rather than the Arnic 9 than it just marks the numerically the top of the line, if you like. Anticipation for the production of this vehicle is, is pretty high, and it starts production uh, next quarter, quarter two, I think, in, in Korea. Sales are 2025 in North America now. Porsche's Boxster is a famous, famous vehicle, actually, and that's going all electric this year. Spy shots reveal new details of eight new prototypes doing some Arctic Circle testing of the Porsche Boxster in Lapland in Sweden. Uh, the latest prototypes have a lot less camouflage and production-ready features like the headlights and tail lights. It's very much in the Taycan and Macan family, by the way. Uh, the vehicle has no more fake exhaust pipes, so we know they're getting ready to unveil them as EVs, and a more authentic EV design as well. Inside, a really nice mix of big screens, very Taycan, Macan, big screens, but some kind of big physical rocker switches as well. So a mix of screens and physical switches. Uh, the upcoming Boxster and the Cayman EVs will use the Porsche SSP Sport platform for lightweight construction. And it also, what well, you know, also what's cool is a soft top, an open top, a convertible, uh, a Boxster, a Roadster, um, something with wind in your hair, and but with loads of performance and hopefully range, and we'll wait and see uh, when we get more details. Now, in a moment, we'll be talking about the Dacia Sandero, which is not a car which you may get where you hear this podcast, but is very popular, and I'll tell you why it's going electric. Stick around. And if you'd like your podcast ad-free, I can help with that. And the Patreon page is there for you at patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. And if you want to sign up, maybe 5 or $10 a month to be an executive producer, uh, you can get your ad-free feed and strip out the ads. Now, Dacia, uh, the Dacia Sandero is going electric in the next generation. It's their top seller, and the Sandero will be going electric in 2027, aligning with EU mandates. It's a very, very popular car. 235,000 of them sold in 2023. It was Europe's second best seller. But there's no electrification with the Sandero. Of course, they actually have the spring, but that's a much smaller car. The forthcoming electric Sandero will you know, still be an affordable car, uh, Dacia say. Uh, their brand chief uh, hints at a significantly larger next-gen Sandero. An electric version would have, uh, obviously, more space because there's no internal combustion engine. And recently, Dacia did update the spring for the sort of Gen 2 of the spring, coming to the UK in right-hand drive as well. And we think an average price of about £18,000 or €20,000. And finally, IM Motors. That's the new bit of SAIC and Alibaba 
has raised $1.1 billion in funding, and they will use that capital injection to develop their new brand uh, from SAIC, so from the people from MG, if you like, to the IM brand, to launch it outside of China and to expand into European markets. And that's the podcast for today. Thanks to our premium partners, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel, Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments. All the tools and guidance CV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.